0: bully people that are shorter than me that's a, that's a little bit true
1: oh me too i know i'm the same way my at five eight you know you get so many opportunities to do that so i i get where you're coming from trap definitely get where you're coming from buddy
0: so on the boat they have uh the the, the toe rope right that and then they have this giant by the way inf- how many
1: days in a row did you not wear a shirt <laughs>
0: So I think that's a very good question. Yeah. I, th- I think I was the only person on the entire lake who did have a shirt on. I, I think that, that even, even under did. my life jacket, I had a shirt on. Uh, that's just, I, I'm, not, I'm not really the take, the, even in the middle of Idaho, even yep. where no one else knows, sure, I'm disgusted sure. with myself. I don't want to catch a glimpse of my own disgusting body, much less do I want to subject the rest of America to see my
1: deal. Honey, are you wearing a long sleeve? Uh, babe, not right now. Please. Just uh, hey, let's UV just get index out there. is through the roof. Don't UV index,
0: index is through the roof. Don't want to get a burn. Gotta be very, very careful here. But my fat butt okay. got up on that inner tube, dragged off the back of the boat. And have you Al, have you ever had this experience where you're doing something <laughs> sounds like an amazing trip, by the way. It it was fantastic. It was absolutely great. But where you're doing something that is just an incredible amount of fun, you're almost euphoric how enjoyable it is. And then very, very quickly, almost in the span of just maybe five or ten seconds, it, it goes from this is so much fun, I never want this to end, to... You know what? This is super dangerous and I might die. I need to get off this thing as fast as I can. That's the experience of being on one of those inner tubes. Cause when you're just getting pulled behind the boat, you're going, you know, bouncing through the wake of the boat. It's fine. It's kind of fun. And then all of a sudden the boat turns and, and you, and basically you're the end of the whip. And all of a sudden, that giant inner tube is getting whipped around the side, and you're skipping like a rock across the top of a lake at like 185 miles an hour, or what feels like 185. And the only thing you're thinking of, I want to let go, but if I do, I'm going to separate both of my shoulders, and I'm going to drown in this lake. that That's the experience of me on the inner tube.
1: Okay, so going on a roller coaster, and I know that's much more organized, so that's different, right? But there's moments in a roller coaster, you're like, man, this is great. And then all of a sudden, you're just on this just complete drop off or something I'm like yeah, no, this ain't fun no this isn't a this isn't a good idea and then a flash comes because they want to take a photo so you look like an idiot when everybody goes back and are staring at the photos you know <laughs> it's that combination but that, that's much more dangerous what what you're talking about and oh. yeah that's 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 next level you ever gone so skydiving
0: I know, and I never will. I don't do edges. I don't do high things. I'll, I'll do speed occasionally, but I, I really don't need high things. Well, two, well, both of my sons said, one said to me, Dad, you look like you were having a great time. I'm like, well, I was. And the other one said, "Nah, you look like you were terrified. I said, mm-hmm. also true. I was exactly both of those things pretty much. At the exact same time Travis and Sleet's brought to you by Progressive Insurance all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline uh they did have direct TV where I was so I was able to watch some Dodger baseball along the way and I kept thinking okay tonight's the night tonight's the night oh they won again great oh damn the Giants they came back from four runs down in the ninth inning to beat Arizona they the Dodgers just can't catch a break even though they're finally playing great 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 baseball yeah they're not picking off any games Slee.
1: Yeah, th- this is an interesting stretch, and I feel like we've been saying this for the past month because we have because every time you feel like, all right, well, Dodgers are playing 500 baseball, Giants are playing 500 baseball. Dodgers should have got this win. Giants should have got this win. And even this stretch right now, Dodgers are won 7 of 8. They took 5 of 6 in that East Coast swing where they played Phillies and they played the Mets uh, and really looked fantastic, Trav. I mean, th- this is the one thing that I'll say about the schedule for the Dodgers. They have had teams that they've played against that they have to play. Philadelphia is playing desperate baseball. The Mets are playing desperate baseball. They still took five of six on the road. And games like that where the opposing team knows the Dodgers, the World Series champion, is coming into town, you know it's going to be a great environment. You know it's going to be the crowd is going to be ready. They took five of six. They did their job. Then you got the Giants. Who were they playing? They were playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, Colorado Rockies. Of course, they were going to feast. I actually think, you know, in in a weird way, I think the Dodgers are fortunate to only be four back because it was just coming into this weekend where, yes, the Dodgers were set up well because you had Udeas, you had Bueller, and you had Max Scherzer all on the mound. If they took two or three, you would have thought it was a good series against the Mets. If the Giants had swept the Rockies, you wouldn't have been surprised, so... I actually think being four back going into this weekend or coming out of this weekend is, is not as bad as, as it could have been. I mean,
0: yeah, they were, they were a couple of pitches away from losing on both Friday and Saturday night. Both of those games could have gone the other way. Which now they've been being, in
1: plenty of those positions so far this year where it's gone the other way.
0: And they finally won a couple of yeah. extra inning games, Al. The, the, this is the weirdest thing. We, I remember talking about it a couple of weeks ago. Like, hey, what's going on? And I remember saying to you, you know, it's kind of one of those things. And sometimes even a good team will have a really weird record in one-run games and extra inning games, and that's just the Dodgers this year. But it was historically bad. Never has a good team been that bad in extra innings. And then all of a sudden, boom. And, and that's – you said something a minute ago that led me to believe or, or that, that that reminded me that the Dodgers changed tone. And then those extra inning games is what made me think of it again. Desperate baseball. The Phillies are desperate. The Mets are desperate. The Dodgers are playing desperately. The Dodgers have to play desperately. They're chasing that for almost this entire eight-year run, where they've won the division every year. There's been an exception here, there—the one-game playoff with the Rockies or Game 163—that was one. But more often than not, Dodgers have kind of been in cruise control for most of the season. This is the first time, especially this early in the calendar, where they've had to play desperate, and you could feel it in those Mets games. You could feel it late innings. When was it four to nothing on? Was it the Saturday game where all of a sudden four to nothing was four to four, and you're like, "You got to right. be kidding me? Udaya this is a disaster." Got,
1: should have been leading the league in wins and, and yeah. didn't get a, that opportunity to get that win.
0: But they dug in, and they still found a way to pull that out. They, Kenley pitched pretty well. Kenley had a two-inning appearance. They, all, everything that you're thinking, oh, my goodness, here we go again. You can tell that they've kind of turned up the volume on their season a little bit because they have to. Not because it's like, okay, we're getting close to the playoffs, but if we're going to win the division, we need to start winning just about every single night.
1: By the way, that's not an awful scenario where every single game it almost feels like it has such implications to it that you get that in August. Hopefully you get that in September as well. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So Bellinger is obviously playing much better than he was. Uh, you know, Unfortunately, he was so much a part of the conversation and it had to do with mistakes that he was making or swinging at pitches that were so far out of the strike zone. And Yesterday actually on the ESPN broadcast um, – I think it was Matt Vasgersian and A-Rod who were calling the game. Mm-hmm. And A-Rod had a, was, was, showing, was showing Bellinger from, I want to say, a week or two weeks ago and showing him now and how he was so behind, so late on a pitch. This was a week or two weeks ago. And then the same pitch, um, now the way he's batting, was so on top of it. He's just talking about from a timing perspective. He's seeing the ball well and everything else. What happens here if... The Dodgers are completely healthy. And I know this could change from game to game or whatever the case is. Who's the odd man out? Because we were talking about Bellinger. The reason why Bellinger's getting a chance to turn things around is because the Dodgers can't be healthy. They just haven't been healthy. And right now, Mookie's the one that's out. What happens in that scenario if Bellinger starts hitting all of a sudden? And he's obviously such a fantastic defensive player. It's a great
0: question, and I'd like to get the answer from Dodger fans as well. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Here's, here's the math, okay? You've got two, th- three empty spaces for four guys, really, okay? You've got a hole at second, you've got a hole in center, and you've got a hole in left because you know Will Smith is going to catch, you know Muncy's yep. going to play first, you know Seager's going to play short, and you know Turner's going to play third, mm-hmm. Mookie's going to play in right field. That leaves left field, center field, and second base. You've got Cody Bellinger, A.J. Pollock, Chris Taylor, and Trey Turner to play, okay? Trey Turner is going to 100% get one of those spots, okay? So he's in. So now we got three guys for two spots. Bellinger heating up, playing much, much better. Mm-hmm. Pollock, who's arguably having one of the best seasons of the Dodgers, not named Max Muncie, and Chris Taylor, who if it's not A.J. Pollock, it might be Chris Taylor. They're going to have to match it up. They're going to do a left-right thing. They're going to go on who's hot on any given day. I don't think that – because this question two weeks ago, Slee, was easy. That wasn't hey, a question. Cody, bye. Question. Bye. Yep. bye. And now it's, it's a real question. And, you know, think about this. He may not only have saved his spot in the, in the lineup right now, he may have saved his future with the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers are never going to tell you what they were thinking, but if all of a sudden he's out of the lineup and the Dodgers go and win the World Series again or and, make and a deep he's run, not a part of it. And right? he's, he's not a he's part of it.
1: Very sparingly a part of it. Mm-hmm. He's down the
0: road mm-hmm. because he's an incredibly valuable asset. You could get something for him. You and, and by the way, even though the Dodgers have shown an unbelievable willingness to spend money, what are they, like $65 million into the tax threshold? It's something mm-hmm. bananas like that. They're not crazy. They're not going to pay a guy thirty million a year to bat one fifty. But now all of a sudden the game has changed.
1: Yeah, and the, the, I, I go back to this, and you know, you say this might have kind of saved him from multiple angles, and he's still got to do it, you know, consistently. We have got to be sitting here three weeks from now and saying that hey, Bellinger is as much of a threat as anybody in that lineup. It, it can't be he's batting two twenty five over a course of the next two weeks or whatever the case is. And I say that, Trad, because. I he's starting to turn a corner, he's getting some clutch hits, but now you want to see it on a consistent basis because every name that you named off of those four position players, they've all been consistent. I know Trey Turner hasn't been here for a year he's not, or whatever. He, the case he's the is. one guy out that you
0: can one. He's going to play
1: every single night if he's healthy. So Pollock has been consistent. Chris Taylor has been consistent. They've had big hit so far this year. So I think for Bellinger, you're still fighting for that spot. You still have to play desperate. You still have to two weeks from now, it can't be well, Cody Bellinger is in another slump. He can't. And he's been, you know, I, I say this and I don't I, I don't try to this isn't an understatement. He has been very fortunate to get Hugely. these opportunities because, unfortunately for the Dodgers, somebody's been out. It, it seems like it, it, there hasn't been a case where you're like, okay, the team, the squad is full and they're healthy.
0: And, and think about it, Look, Mookie's still not back, so they're, they don't have to worry about it right now. Justin yeah. Turner just got back. We know that Corey Seager just got back. Who knows who's the next guy to go down along the way. Here's the advantage Bellinger has, too. Of the guys that we talked about, Taylor Pollock and Bellinger, he's the best defender by a mile, sure. and it's and it's not even close. That Taylor's fine, and A.J. Pollock's former center fielder. Chris Taylor can play anywhere on the diamond. He's a great player, but when it comes to like elite-level defense in center yep. field, it's Bellinger and, and the rest of the guys are, are, are a distant second. Here's another wrinkle. This is yep. an unlikely wrinkle, but let me just throw it out there because today's the day where if it's going to happen, it may start to happen. Trevor Bauer is going to court today to deal with his restraining order and the woman that has accused him of what she's accused him of. What if, and again, let me just say, this is unlikely to happen, but what if after today it's kind of thrown out and they say, look, there's, there's really nothing here, here. He still hasn't been charged with a crime. He still hasn't been charged by the Pasadena police department or anybody else that's investigating this thing. Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But if this thing, the restraining order doesn't get renewed or whatever it might be, can the Dodgers just, Swing open the clubhouse and say, yeah, come on back because it sure doesn't feel like it, does it?
1: No, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't even think it's going to be up to the Dodgers, to be honest with you. I think Major League Baseball – and there have been examples from Major League Baseball where somebody, let's say, is acquitted – or, I'm sorry, is uh, – yeah, let's say the charges don't exonerated. happen or whatever. They, exonerated. Um, there there has been scenarios where Major League Baseball will still jump in and do something. I think with the Trevor Bauer case, uh, Trav, you know, we said this in, in – when it first happened, we're like, let's get more information. We don't know the information. And I don't think there's been anything to indicate that Trevor Bauer is going to be on a, you know, playing baseball at some point this year, at some point this season, if, if like you just played out, if for Trevor Bauer, uh, whatever best-case scenario is out there where this restraining order is dropped and there's other things that are dropped and so forth, I don't think we're seeing this guy back anytime soon, and I don't think that's going to be something that's on the Dodgers, I think that would be Major League Baseball that would make a decision that, no, we don't think you would be good for our sport. There, there are other reasons that they can point to, uh, but I, I don't see anything happening.
0: Well, baseball certainly has taken the lead up until this point. I, let's go back to Trevor Bauer for a second, just kind of generally speaking. And, and I've always kind of thought that the way that people get portrayed in the media is one thing. The way that they get portrayed on their own, you know, especially with a guy like uh, Trevor Bauer who's very – let's say, active on social media, yep. um, that, that's part of the puzzle. There, there are all these pieces, but the number one most important piece to me as far as, okay, what, what, what is this guy the right guy, the wrong guy, a good guy, a bad guy, or, or somewhere in between these things? How do his teammates interact with him? Do his teammates like him? Do his teammates have his back? Do his teammates rally to his defense in a time of need? I think we have the answer on Trevor Bauer. I, I, I think because it has been crickets at best – And, well, that's not really for me to say. Now, maybe there's some legal stuff to prevent them from jumping in. But you could offer some sort of, hey, look, you you know, it's just been tumbleweeds, not a word in support for this guy.
1: And this is, uh, you know, anybody, any peer that you have, anybody you work with, you could tell there's certain people that – people just have a good relationship with, they want to be around and so forth, and other people that, nope, they just kind of distance themselves. I don't think it doesn't feel like, and like you said, maybe there's a legal part of this, but nobody you feel within the Dodgers organization has said anything. They've Everybody's been incredibly quiet. We'll see what happens here. But I, I don't think this guy's going to be playing baseball for the Dodgers, uh, not just anytime soon, but I don't think he'll be playing for the Dodgers, period. We'll see what I'd happens. I'd be stunned if he yeah. threw another pitch for the Dodgers.
0: All right, coming up next, we got Cap or Fact coming up in 15 minutes. But next, change is on the way in college football, like I said. in the Pac-12, well, they're kind of nowhere. <laughs> we'll explain. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.
2: Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Alan, have you ever been bullied by a teenage girl recently?
1: About a week and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Good. Well, that makes me... Yeah, teenage <laughs> girls Twitter. come after me on Twitter. A lot of all, they takes. don't like your takes on the uh, Lakers. They, want to make uh, sure they that... hated my Westbrook take.
0: So we're on the river, and our captain—shout out to Alexis, she was great. She kind of rows us into this little cove, right? So we're captain. What's that?
1: I thought you were the captain.
0: I was the captain on the boat on the lake. Alexis was our captain on the raft on the river. Two two separate water excursions. Got it. So she she rows us into this little area where the water's not rushing too fast. She goes, "You guys want to jump off these rocks into the lake and or into the river?" And I'm thinking, no. Of course, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. It's a kind of, I, a I can barely climb up to the top of do that you rock. you want to jump
1: off these rocks into the river? That does yes. not sound.
0: Yep. Okay. My, my daughter, my eighteen-year-old daughter, climbs up the side of these rocks like she's Spider-Man. Sure. And runs off the cliff of this thing and jumps into the middle of the lake. And I'm thinking, okay. If she goes and does that, then I have to do it. She's going to go, go ahead, Dad. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. She bullied me into jumping off the rocks, and by the way, it was amazing. I felt like one of those Acapulco cliff
1: divers, only it was like eight feet instead of 80. But it was still great. I, it was so fun I thought you liberating. were on the top of the rocks just going to be like, you know, you really need to grow up. You're getting at an age when you shouldn't be doing things like this, but really <laughs> inside you just don't want to jump off the rocks. I was getting ready
0: for anyone else to not do it so I could not do it. My wife, wee, splash. The boys, wee, splash. My yeah, bro- no, my, my son's then. girlfriend, wee, yep. splash. And then there she goes, my daughter, basically Greg Luganis into the middle of this thing, just a perfect little dive. And I'm like, well, I guess I got no chance.
1: Trav, you had to do it, and you survived, so I'm proud of you. We're all proud of you here. I'm an outdoorsman.
0: I'm going to start to grow my beard. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to change my political affiliations. I'm ready to go. I am I am all in. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. You know whose birthday it is today, Slee?
1: I saw that. Steve Carell.
0: Michael Scott. Michael Scott from the office. Yeah, I Steve hate seeing
1: Steve Carell. <laughs> I would much prefer but, Michael Scott. He,
0: he, he's Michael Scott and he's a really good actor. He's had a lot of dramatic roles. He's a yeah. really really funny guy. But you cannot see Steve Carell and not think of Michael Scott, right? Is he I mean, you talk about typecasting. He could be he, and, and he's really good in other things. He's Michael Scott. He shows up in another movie. Oh, Michael Scott, there he is.
1: He is, um, you know, some of my favorite, 40-Year-Old Virgin was a classic, obviously, mm-hmm. Anchorman, his uh, his role sure. in Anchorman. But, and I know there's other ones, but when I... He was
0: great in, a, a, like, The Big Short, he was really good at.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. He was fantastic yeah. in The Big Short. There's a, there's a few sitcoms that any time they come on or they're on regular TV or they're on YouTube and it comes into your feed... I'm okay with watching at any time any second I don't need a setup the office is one of them and it's because Michael Scott like that's it there's no there's no other reason why I like all the other characters they all do a great job fine but it's Michael Scott so yes happy birthday to Michael Scott is that the greatest
0: sitcom in your opinion is 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 the office at the top of the list
1: okay I'll give you let me let me let me give you three here and do okay. this, Emily and uh, and uh, Taylor. Uh, That's Taylor, Taylor. You you can do three as well. I I almost said. <laughs> I don't know why. We're gonna call him why.
3: and uh and uh.
1: It was Trey Turner was in my head, and I was like, "What's his name?" <laughs> he again? He does look it's a little me. bit like I Trey like that Turner. I better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey Taylor. We'll call. Him, we'll start calling him <laughs> Trey Taylor. <laughs> okay, so if I if I'm if I'm taking three, office, no question about it, is in my top. Th- I'm not going to put an order on here. Okay, that one, no question Chicken. about it. Fresh uh Fresh Prince of Bel Air is another one, no question about it, in my Bold top choice. three. Okay. This is the one I have trouble to. I have two left and okay. which one I would leave out. Okay. Seinfeld is going to squeak its way in. Okay. But man did I love Married with Children. Love oh, Married yeah, with Children. Oh yeah, good choice. Love that Bundy. Love that kind of that, uh, but but those are all again. Those are all examples of sitcoms that if they're ever on at any time, like if Friends is on, I don't stay and watch it. I don't, there's certain that are very Could you be watching
0: any more episodes of Friends? <laughs> Hi. Could you be any more repetitive?
1: <laughs> you Hi. love him. There's
0: every episode of That's Friends. That's your guy. I just did it for you.
1: That's your guy right there. Uh, so th- those would be my no, uh, those would be my top three.
0: <laughs> Not bad. So here you go. I am gonna rank them because mm-hmm. Seinfeld just misses for me if we're doing the top three they were they were in the, the fight for the third spot they just just i guess my third me. spot mm-hmm. S- Seinfeld's it's great we all know the characters fantastic kind of a different show the show about nothing right but it just misses for me the, m- the number three for me is kind of office adjacent but it actually sounds sounds or I should say stands alone on its own really really well and after the first season the next four or five seasons however many there are are amazing parks and rec Par- parks, parks and rec is good is an amazing sitcom they have one of the great lead characters in leslie nope and just an incredible cast of characters like ron swanson and tom haverford just just all of them are incredibly funny and can steal a scene plus you got adam scott who's always hilarious so that gets my number two spot and i think the office is in the pole position for me or i should say i should office is number two and then the pole position for me it's part generational it's cheers I, I Like like you said, it doesn't matter what time of day, you're flipping channels. Cheers is one of those, if I see a clip, if I see anything, I'm going to watch you're it. I, I think it's Applebee's uses the music right now for one of their commercial campaigns, and you hear the the, the beginning of it where everybody knows your name, and I immediately spin around and I'm like, oh, it's just an Applebee's commercial. It's not an episode of Cheers. The, that's Are at you at the top going into
3: Applebee's
1: me. because of that music?
0: Not, no, not unless Norman and 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 uh, Cliff are hanging out at the bar. What about you, Emily? What are the 3?
3: So my 3 in my ranking is one The Office. I have been trying to find all the locations of The Office around Los Angeles and that is one <laughs> of my, you know, touristy things that I've been doing. Uh, number 2 is Veep. That's one that you guys haven't mentioned uh, yet. Julio job. So for me though, Like, that's how I know Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Not from Seinfeld. I know her from Veep. And Veep is by far, like, one of my favorites um, in terms of comedies. And then I have Parks and Rec as well, just like you, Trav. But I also went and saw the City Hall in Pasadena, which is, that's the City Hall in uh, Parks and Rec. But my honorable mention is going to be community. I loved the show community. I was one of the first fans i was so into it and i was so sad when it um got put off NBC.
0: you can talk me into community for no other reason than it has allison brie and i'm i'm in on that so uh that's that's a good choice taylor you're up what are your three
2: okay surprise surprise uh my number three is actually the office too i love that okay show. uh then number two i'm gonna put an animated show in does this count king of the hill uh it's absolutely accurate, it accurate representation of uh middle america i think uh and then my number well one said. is <laughs> my number one is Malcolm in the Middle.
1: Really? Very yeah. underrated. That's an underrated one. It was one, a surprise. Right. That's an underrated one there, actually. These are all
0: yeah, well, yeah before he was Walter White, he was That's the right. uh, the bumbling husband <laughs> in, in, in Malcolm in the middle. Not bad. Not not That's we an put underrated
1: the, one. I like that you one. You know
0: what nobody put in there? And I is this a sit I don't know if this is a sit I guess it is. If Taylor can have King of the Hill, the other one that needs to be in there Simpsons. S- Simpsons. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Simpsons are a, a more traditional sitcom than a lot of them. Yeah, all right.
1: Taylor. Let's just say Taylor plays by his own rules. He's not, you know, <laughs> whatever rules you're going by, Trav, Taylor is in his own world, okay? Uh,
0: I like it. At least we had the courage to rank them, unlike yourself, who's putting them all in a first-place tie and just narrowly leaving. Uh, soccer. Who did you leave I did out? Soccer.
1: No yeah. penalty kicks. I just, <laughs> just uh, it's a friendly. I did a friendly.
0: <laughs> perfect, perfect. You know what? They're going to have a lot of our friendlies between the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. That's that's the report that's out there right now. That the ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten are considering. And I'm using the language here exactly an alliance where yeah, they'll still together. have their they'll still have their own leagues, but what they're going to do. is is they'll also use their non-conference schedules to play each other. That just sounds like the dumbest idea that they could come up with. Just just get to the end of what I've been saying. Get to the super division of 25 or 45 or however many teams it's going to be, and can we just cut loose the deadwood of all of these other teams, the the Washington States, the Colorados, the Syracuses. Let's just get rid of these teams.
1: I, I, I don't think, Trav, I think this is what they have to do. They don't have a choice here. I mean, you say it might, it might sound dumb right now, but – uh, if USC gets to play Michigan, you and I are going to watch that. If North Carolina and UCLA are going to play each other in basketball, you and I are going to watch that. I mean, this is the yeah. best of what they can do. What else are they supposed to do? I know what you're saying, but what you're referring to, I don't think is coming in the next year or two. So you have to, as best as you can, put as much competition and put as, better the product as best as you can because of what the SEC is doing with adding in Texas and Oklahoma
0: what they should do is cherry pick and go and take Michigan and Ohio State and Wisconsin Probably and Penn gonna
1: State. Probably going to happen down the road.
0: That's my point. So why do we have to have this, this stopover at this goofy little thing that we're going to get Washington State playing Georgia Tech in basketball? <laughs> we're going to get Utah against Pitt. In college football, like why, why do we why do we want to do that? I just these are not games that are compelling. We know the end game is basically minor league football played on college campuses. Let's just get there. Let, let let's skip this middle step because I do not care about the ACC outside of Clemson. I do not care of the Big Ten outside Bas- of Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin.
1: You're you're gonna have to eventually. What's gonna happen, Travis? I think what you're referring to, but here's the reality there could be some fantastic matchups with USC and UCLA by adding these conferences or having non-conference games. Some of them is going to be in basketball. Some some of them are going to be in football. Maybe some of them will be in baseball or whatever the case is. I think those can still happen. It's just not a perfect scenario. Obviously, these conferences are scrambling.
0: I just It just feels so desperate to try to get on equal footing with the SEC, and we know they're not it's just there there is no equal footing let's go to minor league football as quickly as we can all right coming up in 10 minutes we got more dodger talk on what they have to do to catch the giants but up next it is fact or cap it's travis and Slee, 710 espn
2: feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business let constant contact do the heavy lifting for you So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall.
0: It is time for Fact or Cap.
1: Oh, that's Cap. That's so
3: Cap, Dad. (laughs) Everything I've said is a Cap,
0: but I'm going to (laughs) go fact. First of all, it's not a Cap.
4: It's a Cap. Welcome to Fact or Cap.
3: All right, guys, another edition of Factor Cap, everyone's favorite millennial game. (laughs)
4: open right there. Uh,
3: You guys, uh, I just want to get one more time, Travis. Uh, What does cap mean? Lie, false, and untrue. All righty. So my first statement is uh, the more enforced taunting rule for this year in the NFL is going to be the worst rule in the NFL. Travis, is that Factor Cap?
0: If that's fact. Fact. If they do it like they did it in that Colts game, then this is a joke. I mean, I'm I'm sure everybody has seen it, but a Colts running back has the ball. He goes into the line of scrimmage. He drags about six defenders a good 8, 10 yards down the field. It's an amazing run, just a great, great run. And he gets up after being tackled and kind of flexes and goes, that's it. That's it. He he doesn't point a finger. He doesn't step over a guy. He doesn't say anything at least that you can hear. That seems it was it was at the minimum far less emotional than I thought a guy would be after making such a great play. If they're going to start calling that a penalty, then the NFL is totally off the mark. That's not what we're trying to get rid of. That was a great play. The guy was excited. That was a terrible terrible rule change. All
1: right, it's uh, it's cap. Okay. We're a little there. There's a little delay there. A little delay there. <laughs> Trav, um, it is going to be blown out of proportion. This is what happens in preseason, okay? This is going to happen preseason in the NBA. Every opportunity they get to try to enforce the rules that they want during the regular season, they're just going to kind of work on things here, okay? Because the conversation that we're having today about that play, it's not going to be the same conversation as we get into the regular season. It will be blown out of proportion. Can I give you an example? In Please? Major League Baseball, remember when the umpires were going to check all the pitchers when they're coming off the mound? Mm-hmm. And Remember how frustrated guys were getting and everybody was talking, about, oh, my God, this is so awful. Nobody even talks about it anymore. It's not that big of a deal. Now, do I wish football would allow players to celebrate? Do I wish that they would allow guys to pump themselves up to um, appreciate when somebody just like you said, the the yards that he got, it wasn't just a regular 10-yard run. He was dragging six guys with him or whatever the case is. But I do think it's going to be blown out of proportion in the beginning. I don't think it will be that big of a deal as as the season progresses.
3: All right. Up next, this is coming from personal experience. I went to a concert last night. Don't want to talk about how much money I spent, but... (laughs) Beer always tastes worse when you know you had to pay $20 for it at a venue. (laughs) All right. Alan, is this Factor Cap?
1: Let me first say this. That is not only a fact. Fact. But it is so much the – it it falls into more than just beer. Travis, you ever had a beer that was for free? Yes, of course. How good does that beer taste? The best beer you're ever going to have. Have you ever went to an event and the food is just all comped? How good does that food taste? Pretty good. You ever went to a wedding and there's an open bar? I don't care what kind of liquor I'm getting. All of this tastes absolutely amazing. And then I've also done the same thing where you go, whether it's to one of these arenas or these stadiums, and you're like, excuse me, like you have to ask again, what was the price of that? It was, that's $15. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Can you fill it up halfway and we meet at $8? Anything that's too expensive does not taste as good and anything that's free tastes amazing. I hate to
0: agree, but you're right. That's fact. Fact.
1: Yeah. Whenever
0: you're going that deep to pay for it because if anything, even the littlest, teeniest thing is wrong with it. For instance, let's use the $20 beer that Emily yeah. consumed right, at her this concert is flat. the other night. This is flat. If it's not perfectly cold, if yep. it's not filled up to the very top, yep. if there's too much head. Foam. If <laughs> all of it. If there's Absolutely. even one little part that's <laughs> off, you're like, hey, I paid $20 for this. Why is there one one trillionth of an ounce too little <laughs> hey,
1: in my cup? I got to tell a quick story. Uh, a few years back, the, the worst time to ever go on a you know go go somewhere on valentine's day with your girls the worst thing ever right like the experience is going to be awful all the places are packed i remember going to a really nice steakhouse and they basically sat us might as well sit us in the restroom that's how close we were to the restroom i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna drop over 200 dollars so that i could watch every single person walking out of the restroom it's different when you have to pay a high amount all right
3: all right i got one more for you guys so the Dodgers have a better chance of getting a no-hitter in the rest of the season than winning the division. Allen, is this Factor Cap?
1: Um, cap, I think they have, cap. they got a better chance of winning the division. I, I really, really think that they're not out of this by any stretch of the imagination. And I know coming up here in about five minutes, we're gonna continue that conversation. What it would be in a wild card? But Trav, gotta be honest with you. I, I still think, I know the Giants have been ridiculous. I know we keep saying they're gonna finally start losing some games. They're positioned well, and there is some pressure on the Giants. So I I think they got a better chance of winning the division.
0: Yeah, that's cap. That's cap. It's cap because even despite the fact that we just saw a guy throw a no-hitter in his first ever Major League start, and that we've had eight no-hitters this season, no-hitters are really hard to get. They're really hard to get. They don't happen very often in spite of everything we've seen this year. The Dodgers aren't 14 games out of first place. They're four games out of first place. They're they're still going to win the division. I think, but I would be surprised you, know, you got Scherzer, you've got Walker Bueller, you got guys certainly that have the stuff capable of doing it, but no hitters, even though
1: we've seen eight of them this year, are incredibly rare. Trav they just did something internally I've never seen before. They faded the music on you. I think you'd I think to give you the cue that we're rapping, it's almost like when they win an award and they start turning the music on. You got the reverse of that. <laughs> never seen that before.
3: It's gonna run a tight ship here.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna just start asking Ask Slees right now just to see how far I can push this thing that was factor cap up next what can the dodgers do to catch the giants and if they don't what does that mean that's coming up plus the dump this is travis and Slee, 710 espn
2: 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business
0: Nothing short of a miracle that I came back unsunburned from five days on the water. I'm uh, yeah
1: because you had a shirt on the entire time.
0: They offered me a wetsuit to go on the uh, the raft. I'm like, wait, why are you only offering it to me?
1: Am I that physically unappealing? Your forehead and your neck are the only areas I got burnt over this five day trip sitting in the sun.
0: I know, Dad. I know. Put sunscreen on your ears. Put sunscreen. I know. I know you. T- <laughs> I'm like, hey, put the uh, sunscreen on your ears. The sunburn ears are an absolute drag. Travis and Sleeves brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. All right, you believe and I believe, and correct me if you – but I, I'm pretty sure I have you right. You yeah. think the Dodgers are going to win the division, right?
1: I think they will win the division, yes. I think they'll eventually win the division. I do too. I'm also not
0: willing to bet you anything that is important to me that they are because I hesitated too. I yeah, yeah to... they, it just and it's not because of anything. The Dodgers, Dodgers are playing really well. Dodgers
1: have finally kind of found their
0: groove. They're the seventy-two traits, and
1: forty-six, and have had key guys out all season,
0: all season, and still yeah. do. You know, Mookie is still gone. You still have Clayton Kershaw is still gone. You still have you know Trevor Bauer. I know the the name that must not be said out loud. They've missed him for more or less at this point most of the season. Right, And and he's not coming back anytime soon, and they're still right there. That being said, they are four games out with 44 games to go. There is a good chance that they don't win the division for the first time in nine years. There is a good chance that they're going to have to go into a one-game playoff. Here's the good news about that. They're six and a half games up on the Cincinnati Reds. Okay, they're four games up on the Padres. The Dodgers have the top wildcard spot, so in this scenario, they would host the wild card game against the Padres. But they're six and a half from falling out of it altogether. That's
1: not going to happen. The Dodgers are not going to miss the playoffs. By the way, Trav, even more six up on the Padres, eight and a half up on the Cincinnati Reds. You're right. I read that, that wrong. You, you're that exactly right. That big of a gap,
0: a huge gap, huge gap. They're going to be in the playoffs. It's more than likely going to be in Los Angeles. If we get to, let's say it's September, what's today? Uh, the 16th of August? Say a let's month Say we from get now. to the 16th of September and there's mm-hmm. still four back. At that point, I don't know if Dave Roberts and Andrew Friedman don't start thinking about, hey, we need to make sure that we have the guy that we want in up. that one game playoff. Sure. Because they have two. You could You could conceivably set it up where you could break that game into a. Bueller slash Scherzer one two punch in a one game finale, and I know that that doesn't set you up well for once you go and play the Giants in the next round. But it doesn't matter if you don't win; you have to win that game. I don't know if you don't fire both of your bullets in that game.
1: Well, you know, and I think that probably gives you a little comfort. And, and I think this is part of the Max Scherzer portion that we make such a big deal on. If the if the Dodgers are in a scenario where they'll say playing the Padres in that wild card game, Trav. I don't know how much fear – I get it. There is fear because it's a one-game playoff and anything can happen. Who's better set up? Who's better set up? I mean, the Padres are playing awful baseball, so it's not like there's a good chance they're not even in that – not even a good chance, but there's a possibility you're not even playing the Padres, you're playing the Cincinnati Reds. So with that in mind, even if it's a one-game playoff where the Dodgers would be most vulnerable, they're still set up well. So if it's not the division that you end up in – Uh, you know, winning the division, and you're in this one-game playoff, you basically got to win one game, and you're the favorite to go win another World Series, and I know there's no guarantees on that, but who are you taking in a seven-game set between the Dodgers and the Giants? I think most people in baseball would still take the Dodgers and not pay attention to the record.
0: If we're playing best out of seven, there's nobody that I'm picking ahead of the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Now, best out of five, a little bit different because it's just, you know, more randomness comes in, and best out of one is the scariest scenario. Let me paint you a picture. Max Scherzer pitches five innings. So, let me change it. Max Scherzer gets the ball in, in in the wild card game, gives you eight innings. He strikes out 12 guys. He gives up one run, and yep. it's one-to-one going into the ninth inning. Okay? California yeah, a problem. love. And here he comes. Here comes Kenley Jansen. I yeah, know he's problem. pitched a little better of late, but now all of a sudden he has one of those nights where he can't find the strike zone. He has one of those nights where the cutter isn't cutting and – Bang, there it goes. Now it's 2-1. to one. You're going to the bottom of the ninth inning, and you have to score a run because your bullpen didn't close the door. That's the scenario. That's how you lose one of those. If it's if the Dodger team that we saw last night shows up and they hit five home runs, nobody's beating them. Mm-hmm. If you get Max Scherzer, who's pitching the way he does, and the Dodger bats are hot, but we know how it goes. Playoff baseball is weird. Every at-bat has an incredible amount of pressure. Every pitch has an incredible amount of pressure. You get into that late innings, and all of a sudden, you bring in the one weak spot that this team still has at the back of the bullpen,
1: That's how you lose. Well, this is the one area that even the Dodger bats have been vulnerable on, right? There's going to be games where they lose, like they lost to Philadelphia. That last game was a 2-1, left a Mm -hmm. lot of guys. I think they left bases loaded in that that ninth inning. When the Dodgers lose, they're not putting up many runs, and they have games like that where even you could still have – Ureas pitching an absolute gem. You could have Bueller pitching an absolute gem or Scherzer and it could still be a tight game. And I know we're looking far ahead. And this could this happen in a wild card? Of course it can. But then you have the Dodgers like yesterday. How long was Justin Turner out for? Week and a half. Just comes out, first inning, hits a, yeah, hits a whole run. Muncy yeah. comes in with two. Will Smith is doing what he's doing. You have games where also you have a number of these guys can put up seven, eight, 14 runs like they did yesterday. That's the danger in these one-game playoffs. But I, I just I, I put it this way. No matter what scenario the Dodgers end in at the end of the season – they're playing good baseball. They're still the most dangerous team in baseball. They have the best setup, and you know, hopefully, the the injuries that they have gets cleaned up by the time you get into that final week of September or whatever the case is. Um, but you know, you know, a team we don't talk about. Don't talk much about the Brewers. You know the Brewers are seventy-two and forty-seven. Yeah, they're, they're just a half right game on the behind the Dodgers.
0: Heels. Yeah, they're they're right on the Dodgers' heels right there. They're they have they they had a run where they basically went two weeks and played perfect baseball. They they were really really good for about a two week window. Let's go back to the Dodgers very quickly. Yep. Because I I want to ask you this question because I've been thinking about this and I don't know what the answer is because I think it could be four or five different guys, which means maybe there isn't an answer. Who's the MVP of the Dodger team this year? Who has been their most valuable player, the guy that they just could not have lived without to get to this point, second-best record in Major League Baseball, despite the fact that they've missed all of these other guys, who's been their most valuable guy? Not their best guy, their most
1: valuable guy. That's a great question. I, I, I have three, four names in my head. Right, exactly. Pollock. A- and I, absolutely. Bell- not Muncie. Bellinger. Muncy. Muncie. Um, Taylor. Taylor. He- I was going to say, I I don't know how you put Will Smith, yep. (laughs) So who is it? I think they've all had their moments, you know, and and I think that's probably, you know, we, we said this, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, what makes the Dodgers so dangerous and so different from so many other teams, it's not like they're depending on just Seager. They're just depending on just Mookie. They're depending just on Justin Turner. Everywhere you look in that lineup, and by the way, this is the same for you know the pitchers. Ureas has been unbelievable this year, rock solid. Okay, Scherzer comes in, and it's like he's he still looks like he's 30 years old pitching for the Nationals, you know. And, (laughs) And I think just kind of go down the list of Bueller, I don't even bring into the conversation because he's been arguably the most consistent pitcher in baseball, period. So uh, there's certain things that I think you know. When you say who was stuck uh, stuck stuck out the most, that's what makes the Dodgers so dangerous. Is you can't narrow it down to one guy.
0: You can't narrow it down to one guy. And here's the I'm gonna leave Dodger fans with a little bit of optimism right here. The best part about the question that I just asked, and the fact that it's hard to answer, I think is good news. Fundamental. But here's somebody. Here, here's a list of guys that we didn't even mention as their most valuable player: Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts clayton kershaw the okay three of those four guys have won mvps in their career and we're not even talking about them as being on the list and the one guy who hasn't won an mvp just won the world series mvp and the national league championship series mvp in Corey seager so if those guys can get going on any meaningful level that's a totally different thing espn radio is presented by progressive insurance drivers who save with progressive save over 700 dollars on average right now it is time for the dump All right, so I mentioned this briefly, the Dodger no-hitter question that Emily asked in cap or no cap. Yep. Tyler Gilbert is an SC guy, by the way, local boy. SC product Tyler Gilbert, no-hits the Padres over the weekend in his first career start. That's only happened three other times in the history of Major League Baseball. Ted Breidelstein, you remember, remember him, him back in
1: 1891? Yep. His- <laughs> to be honest with you, it kind of pisses me off thinking about that game against the Pirates.
0: Bumpus Jones in 1892. Uh-huh. Can I ask a favor, Emily Taylor and, and Al? Can you all do me a favor? Can you at least call me Bumpus for one day? I just 100%. like
1: to go around. It's Sir 100%. Bumpus to you. Hundred percent. When the when the day comes, I will name my firstborn Bumpus. <laughs> Bumpus and Slee, seven ten ESPN, <laughs> and then Bobo
0: Holloman back in 1953. Tyler. So this does not mean that you are set up for to become one of the legends of the game. But what an ama- Did you see his dad freaking out too, Sleep? Yeah, Tyler Gilbert's yeah. dad just going crazy. It was so cool to see.
1: Yeah, you know, how do you understand? How do you explain that scenario? Diamondbacks are the worst team in Major League Baseball, and you got some guy that's never first career start, never started in Major League Baseball. He throws a no hitter. Come on now, he got his dad in the stands. You you can't you can make up things and not believe it. that, that was that was an incredible story.
0: Are you ready for my Tim Kirkton
1: impression? Sure.
0: <laughs> this is what makes baseball the best game in the world, that Tyler comes out in his first game ever on the worst team in baseball against a playoff team in the San Diego Padres, and no hits them in front of his friends and family. That's what makes baseball the greatest sport in the world. You should do Astley,
1: um, a whole segment of Ashley with those. I'm sure <laughs> listeners would love it.
0: <laughs> the, it wouldn't be the dump if we didn't talk about Shohei Ohtani, his second career leadoff home run the other, uh, earlier this season against the Tampa Bay Rays. So, by the way, the guy who's in the mix to win the American League Cy Young Award, Shohei Ohtani, also leads all of Major League Baseball in extra base hits. He had another leadoff home run. I had a moment where I was watching him the other day, Slee, where he went first to third on a hit. Okay, he was on first base, a hit to center field, and he goes first to third. It just dawned on me. He's one of those guys. Watching him run, there's you could give him a tennis racket, a golf club, a ping-pong paddle, a deck of athlete. cards, He's a hockey athlete. stick. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. He's going to be good at any of it. He can do whatever he wants in any sport he wants.
1: He's amazing. I've seen Kershaw go first to third plenty of times. Not that impressed. Not that, <laughs> that, that doesn't impressed. doesn't look like that. <laughs> it doesn't <hit. laughs> did, Okay. There goes Max, Kershaw
0: again. Look at that Max, threat on the bases. Max Scherzer had a hit last night. Or not a hit. Uh-huh. He had a sacrifice fly to the outfield. And what we we're talking about is Dave Roberts' reaction to it. I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to Dave Roberts after that because he, Scherzer's coming in. He just drove in a run, right? Or he moved a, moved a runner over. It was a yep. big moment. No, he did bring in a run. He brought in a run. Brought in Cody Bellinger from third base. And Dave Roberts knew, I'm not getting in this guy's way.
4: I remember uh, a start against the Astros, I think maybe his first start at home uh, for us, and pat him on the butt coming into the dugout, first inning, second inning, maybe the third inning, and in the fourth inning I pat him on the butt like, hey, nice going. And he mumbled something under his breath, and I'm like, did he just say, don't effing touch me? (laughs) (laughs) And then I got the scoop from our players like, hey, Doc, uh, make sure you don't touch him. He doesn't want anyone to touch him, with it. so get through. All right. Play. So, Longer. yeah, good play right there. So, so I go after the game. He goes seven, uh, you know, shutty or gives up a run, and then I go, hey man, did you just mumble something like, "Don't effing touch me"? And he goes, yeah. And I gave you the tempered, most respectful way I can say it because this is my job. <laughs> I don't need any kind that's of so uh, congratulations or support because that's my job. And so we got a little kick out of it. So, so if I say tonight, if you got me, I won't be uh, patting him on the butt.
0: Yeah, no, give him a wide berth. If Max Scherzer doesn't want clip. to be blank that's and touch, great story. Don't touch him. Pretty simple. Leave him alone, Dave.
1: There's certain players, by the way, you know, and you love it. You respect it. You think of those competitors, they're not looking for a thank you. They're not looking for a good job. They're not looking for, wow, you looked great out there. They don't need no pep talk. They're already in their head. Scherzer's one of these guys. Have you seen Scherzer? I've seen at-bats where Scherzer's cursing in his own head, right, but he's mumbling the words. This dude is – that's what Scherzer is. He doesn't need a quick little pep talk from Dave Roberts in the second inning because he's scoreless through two. I don't know who it is. Maybe it's Albert Pujols because
0: he's a Hall of Famer in his own right. Maybe it could be Kershaw, but it needs to be somebody with some stripes. But I need somebody when he's in one of those moods where he's just got fire coming out of his ears to sit down next to him and go, so where do you want to go get dinner after the game? Like you, like so. What do you do on weekends for fun? Like when you're not playing baseball, what do you like to do? Like just chat him up about the most inane stuff. I want to watch his head pop off his shoulder. Zach
1: McKinstry, McKinstry's again. <laughs>
0: Send McKinstry in there. There'll be a smear on the wall where he used to be. All right, here's another one. Did you? Oh, this was terrible, Slee. in a weekend filled with terrible football. I don't know if there was anything worse than Tim Tebow attempting to throw that block for the Jacksonville Jags. Did you see him in his role as air quotes tight end try to block that off that defensive lineman? I it was despicable.
1: Yeah, I, I saw greatness. I don't, I don't know what you saw, but I've said this before and I'll say it again. When you look at some of the greatest athletes to ever play the game, and I'm talking about the National Football League, I think of Tim Tebow. I just think of one of the best passes of the most clutch situations for the Denver Broncos, winning a playoff game, mile high going crazy, and here comes Tebow now as a blocker, as a tight end. You want to talk about legacy. None of what I just said it, I believed. None of anything it's that It's almost I said.
0: like a guy that wasn't good enough to play quarterback
1: yeah. that went
0: to play minor league baseball for five years. Yep isn't able to just come back and pick up a
1: brand new position
0: at the highest level in sports
1: it's It's almost almost like that was a bad idea if if only somebody would have pointed that out it's almost as if these sports teams are taking advantage of somebody's popularity and not their production on the field that's weird
0: yeah i would have never thought
1: that happens very strange a slice of cake from Princess
0: Di and Prince Charles' Wedding, uh, sold at auction for a little over $2,500, Al. I, I, I'm glad that uh, we are now living in a world where people are living out real-life episodes of Seinfeld Wait, can and I... eating expensive pieces of wedding cake from Let years ago. Let me ask you a ago. quick question for you, Trav.
1: Uh-huh. That doesn't sound like that much money. Well, it's a rotted piece of cake. What are you I get do it. with it? It's been frozen
3: it. over time. It's
1: not uh-huh. like it's been out but, in the air. Well, but okay, but you tell is, me this. We're talking. Uh, we're talking big hitters here. Princess Diana <laughs> and Prince Charles, their wedding cake, twenty five sixty. It sounds like sounds like somebody
0: got a bargain there. I'd rather have a piece of wedding cake from Max Scherzer's wedding if he's married. I don't know if he is. But here, here's here's the thing: if you put a piece of chicken in the freezer for two weeks and it comes, it tastes terrible. It's disgusting. It's all freezer burned, and when you cook it, it's just—it's—it's it's just no Emily, good he at He doesn't all. get it. Emily he doesn't years. get it. I'm
1: not sitting here going to try to explain to Travis that that was actually a deal. If I'd have known that that was going on, I probably wouldn't have I, done anything. But that was a deal. I just figured it out. Where are you going to
0: keep it, Al? Obviously, you're the one that bought it because no one else would defend such a idiotic purchase. You're in the obviously the, in the owner attic. of the slice of cake. <laughs> just in the <laughs> attic. Just put it in some foil and throw it up in the attic. What do you do with Do you eat it? I mean, maybe, maybe eat it. I don't know. No, I don't, you know. don't eat it. You don't It's nice it. to be back, Slee. How do people find the pot?
1: ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Slee catch the full two hours, Monday through Friday, 855 to 10 or 855 to 11. And, Trav, just a reminder here, Lakers talk coming up tonight at 7. There you go. Lakers talk at 7. You got the Dodgers playing the Pirates tonight at 7 as
0: well. We will break it all down for you tomorrow. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.